0: Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. I went to Calvary, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53, verse 5. A graphic depiction of what happened a long time ago. I don't even know why we still talk about it. Well, That's not true. Let me share with you my field trip. Weird, painful, but ever so priceless. Here he comes. He and one, two, three, eleven of them, disciples. They entered the garden on this still night. They were silent somehow. He said something to to them and maybe seven, no, eight of them, they stopped at one spot and sat down and he and the other three, I Peter, James, John, they continued walking and then he stopped again and he spoke to them and they did the same. They sat down on the ground near some boulders. Then I watched him slowly wander further into the garden. I can see him as he fell to his knees and looked up in the starry skies. Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. The rest of the evening is a blur, but I can hear the sound of some people coming towards where they were, some with sticks and swords and lanterns. They seemed mad. The two groups stood for a moment facing each other and out of nowhere one of them in the second group stepped up and walked up to Jesus he grabbed his shoulders and he kissed him on the cheek what what's that about the guys with the swords quickly grabbed the one who was kissed this was an arrest and the kiss a kiss of betrayal what a horrible thing to do to betray someone with a Kiss. They began to drag him away, and one of his friends grabbed a sword from one of the soldiers and missed the head, but chopped his ear off clean. Jesus scolded him, picked up the piece of bloody ear, and attached it back. Did did he just do a miracle to one of his captors? He did, and they hauled him away as if nothing happened. It's official. They have just arrested Jesus. I followed because I wanted to hear the charges against him. The first stop they made was the high priest's home. He was up waiting for them. I know he's going to release Jesus, right? (laughs) He screamed at Jesus and said something about Jesus has blasphemed and is worthy to die. What? Die? For saying that he is the son of God? Is he crazy or what? Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? But he's not saying anything. But early the morning, they dragged him over to the palace where Pilate, the Roman governor lived. While on the way, I heard some people whispering and someone said that the guy who kissed him earlier that night tried to return the blood money. They said he was filled with remorse because he had betrayed innocent blood. But, but, but the religious people did not pay him any mind. So in shame and agony, he went and he killed himself. The section of the trial at Pilate's palace was even worse, shouting and screaming at Jesus, kill him, crucify him, kill him, crucify him. It was a mob out of control. There were ordinary Jewish people who were shouting at Pilate and the religious leaders. They wanted him dead. And then Then I saw the soldiers brutally tie him to a pole, ripped off his clothes and started to beat him mercilessly with whips with multiple strands. Each time they threw the whip across his naked back and ripped out pieces of his flesh. He was bleeding profusely from the beating and one of them slammed a crown made of long thorns on his head. Such Agony, such disdain, such abject mockery. Then they brought out a wooden cross and they gave it to him. And the crowd cheered. They were going to do the unthinkable. What just happened at Pilate's palace? Is this Jewish justice or Roman cruelty? Did they just try him and found him guilty of What? What crime? And now they are making their way up the hill, leading outside the city wall, and he is struggling to bear the heavy cross on his lacerated back of the crown on his head. was—it It is a bloody sight, and one half of the crowd was cheering and screaming insults at him and a smaller portion of people, including his mother, were wailing crying for what he was enduring. They got to the top of the hill and the unthinkable happened. They laid him flat on the cross and two soldiers hammered nails into his hands and a third one brutally crossed his feet at the ankles and drove one single nail into the lower portion of his two feet. I turned away my head as they hoisted that cross with Jesus fastened to it and they slammed it in the hole. The cross rocked back and forth and his mangled body swayed violently until it stopped. Did you hear that? He cried out to his father in heaven. Surely his father is going to answer. Surely he is going to deliver. Nothing. Not a sound from the skies. No one came forward to save Him. Then it grew dark. Is that how Heaven responded? With darkness? Heaven must be grieving, too, as a son of God was crucified on a lonely hill outside Jerusalem, crucified along with two career criminals on either side of him. I stood there as if I was all alone. The soldiers were there. His weeping mother was there, and a few others were there. Oh, the jeering crowd was still there, and then it happened. He looked at me, and you could see the pain in his bloodshot eyes and the dried blood from his head stuck to his face. I heard something. Is, Is he speaking to me? I'm sure I heard his voice, or maybe, just maybe, it is a dream. No, it is not. I can hear him sing, barely above a whisper, I did this. His breathing was shallow. I did this for you, Clyde. The people around gasped as they heard him say, It is finished. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15 and verse 13. I bowed my head and I wept, and between my tears, I said, Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you.